All right, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Alex Machuca. He's the CEO of Lincrest Media and a serial entrepreneur. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's get started. Alex, so tell me how you got started in marketing. Well, man, that kind of is a long story. Yeah. Uh, was but, it something um, you were passionate about, like, you know, when you started? Yeah, it was kind of like business? A, a late love, right? Um, so, you know, I, I joined this uh, production company. Uh, called West 54 Productions, and uh, uh, my job was essentially to raise money for the company. Uh, but what I would do is I would always kind of like poke my head into the Facebook ads department, and I'd kind of give my opinions on it, mm -hmm. and they would be like, Alex, this isn't your... <laughs> Alex, go away. We're, we don't need your help. Right, leave it, right, leave it to the masters, right? right. Uh, this is none of your business. You, you stick to raising money for us so that we can spend it. Right, know? right. Um, but uh, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm very nosy. Uh, so I didn't. And, uh, you know, at the time, our ads for this company were performing poorly. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, I got to learn as much as I can so I can give my insight. And every time I'd give my insight, they'd turn me away. Okay. Um, you know, that business kind of ended up failing. And now I have a multi-million dollar business based off Facebook ads, exactly what they told me that I had no business being in. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Facebook is, is, is a great way to reach people, right? How many people are on Facebook? I mean, everyone you know pretty much is on Facebook. Right. There's never been much uh, this much equity in, in the human mind right. as, as you know, Facebook. Like, you look at and, – and, you know, Gary – I know you're a big Gary Vee fan. Gary yeah. Vee talks about this. He talks about pattern recognition. Uh, back in the 1940s, uh, everybody would huddle, huddle around the radio. Mm -hmm. um, and then around that time, they started making the transition from the radio to the TV. Mm -hmm. That same transition is happening now, except everybody's moving from their TVs. The TV's the radio. Now your phone is the TV, right? Yep. So what does that make? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google. Mm -hmm. Makes it your TikTok. Fox News, your CNN, your ABC. And, That's uh, where the tension is, right? Right. And nobody's, you know, everybody's, you know, you're spending most of the time. Even when I'm watching TV, I'm on my phone. Yeah. So. Yeah, because if, if especially if it gets a little dull, which it does right. for a minute, you're like, what's on uh, my feed? Right. People have never been more accessible. So do you do TikTok and Instagram or is it you find that Facebook is mainly the Facebook and Instagram? I've dabbled in TikTok. Um, TikTok, I think, is 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 a bit new. I think it, depending on what you're selling, TikTok could be extremely lucrative. Right. right. Especially for a that younger, demographic, younger right. crowd. Right. Uh, if you're selling a product, definitely. Um, you know, I think for people like us, you know, in the, the mortgage industry, we're typically dealing with an older crowd. Right. Uh, so an older crowd might be on Facebook. Uh, an older crowd might be on Instagram. Certainly not TikTok. So mm -hmm. it really depends on what vertical you're in. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then that'll dictate, you know, what's going to be the most effective omni-channel for you to advertise on. Do you see, like, kind of the demographics of who's trying to buy houses? Like, is that something you have data on and you have kind of your finger on the pulse with? Um, we like millennials, I know I've heard right from CNBC that like millennials are starting to buy a lot of homes or look, at least look for homes. Is that what you're seeing too on your data front? Yeah, I would, I would certainly, well, to answer, there's two answers to that question. Yes, we have the data on it. Do I have my pulse on it? My finger on the pulse of it? I wouldn't say so. It'd be an interesting thing to look at, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super into trends, so I love Knowing right. like, okay, now, you know, it's 10%, there's a 10% increase in the 20s to 30s or, right. you know, because of X, you know, or why, why we speculate why that's happening. And certainly, certainly. Um, I, I think what we found, well, one of the trends that we did find and is exactly what I sp spoke about before, right? Uh, older crowds are going to be on certain platforms. Yeah. Um, when we look at the data, I mean, we look at it from like a client standpoint, like what are, what are, what are, what kind of MLOs are clicking on our, are clicking on our ads, right? Wh mm -hmm. Which ones are interested? Are they coming from banks? 
Mm. Are they coming from brokerages? You know, what type of client are we, are we, you know, we're trying to dissect, you know, what is our perfect client? Right. What are the traits that they have? This is typically the person that's going to be successful in our role. Right. So tell me about your business. Like tell, tell the, the, the listeners kind of what you do in a nutshell and how it could help them potentially. Right. So, um, we're a lead generation company. We specialize in mortgage. Um, what we, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of flack online, I guess you could say it's funny, you know, people see our offer and they think, wow, this is so ridiculous. It's unrealistic. Yeah. Um, what we offer is a hundred leads a month and we guarantee you that will generate you 30 appointments per month. And by the way, these are not appointments generated, meaning we set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. These are actual conversations. The appointments do not count. If you don't and have a conversation. Let, right, unless yeah. you're speaking to them on the phone. So really what we're doing is giving them 30 sales opportunities mm -hmm. um, with with leads that have above a 640 credit score. Okay. So they have to be credit eligible to purchase a home. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to waste your time How do you know they them. have a 640 or higher? Is that something so, they just tell you? or do you Right, so, so we do it in a survey. It is self-reported. Here's okay. what we found, though. Uh, what we found is, well, it used to be 620. We made it 640 to kind of compensate for any inaccuracies, a little buffer. A little buffer. But what we found is, you know, just as many people who have uh, who reported higher than they have, just as many people report also reported lower. So in a lot of cases, it actually goes in the other direction in the loan officer's favor. Yeah. Somebody thinks their credit's much lower, and then it ends up being being much higher. So yeah. you know, there's a few things that we do to kind of buffer that. Obviously, we're not a bro brokerage, so we can't pull their credit. Um, but we are working on figuring out a way to do some soft pulls as well. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense because people, you know, now should have like a lot of consumers have Credit Karma or they have, you know, whatever FICO, my FICO, all these right. different ones, and so they'll they'll see and, and most of the time it's probably wrong, right? Because they the the my FICOs and and the uh, Credit Karmas they they report you know like a consumer report which right. is like up to up to nine hundred, which we know credit scores don't. You know, I've never seen a nine hundred score. No, yeah, no, that'd be. But nice. everyone thinks their score is over eight hundred, and then right. they pull it and it's like seven twenty, and you're like. I thought it was over 800 and they're pissed, but we're like, you really only need a 720. That's right. What you really need, so. Right. And, and in a lot of cases, loan officers, they actually need less. Like, you know, some of them are like, Oh, well, I could go as low as 580. It's like, well, listen, if you want to do that, you're certainly going to get more lead flow. Yeah. But most people that we talk to, you know, they, they'd prefer to just not speak to people with bad credit because they have to work just as hard. Right. Regardless of how, you know, the credit is and they get paid the same. Yeah. That's cool. So you're making 30 appointments guaranteed or more. Right. right? And then these 30 appointments have to be like, do you have a call tracking system that you know, oh, you spent 10 minutes on the phone with them or you spent. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, you know, we used to use the honor system uh, <laughs> that we quickly realized that wasn't going to work too well. Uh, but yeah, so our system tracks it. The other thing we do is we actually follow up with these leads after the call. Hey, how'd the call go with John? Nice. Right. So, um, you know, we're going to know, you know, whether they showed up to the appointment or not. Most people, you know, they're, they're good people. They don't uh, try and manipulate it. There's a few bad apples out it, there. Oh, it's so funny. You know, it, you know, some people will deny it, and then yeah. we'll just send them an email of, like, eight different screenshots of, like, <laughs> the person. The call oh, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, I talked to John. It was an incredible conversation. And yeah. John's like, I never talked to him. It's like, what do you mean? The, the consumer says that you did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just don't want to pay for the lead or whatever. We have, we, we have those conversations with people. No, it's not that they don't want to pay for the lead. They just want more. They want more like, leads. You know what I mean? That's it's like, funny. oh, if I mark this as no, I'm going to get another appointment, Those another appointment. <laughs> They're making so much money right now, these loan officers. You guys are making money. This is a boom time for, for mortgages. They certainly are. And you know what people people ask me all the time? Like, well, what are you going to do when the boom's over? Like, what are you going to do when, um, you know, uh, let's say the housing market crashes or whatever? I'm like, hey, 
There's I, other leads. I, I started this company in the middle of a pan at the beginning of a pandemic. Mm. There was never, never more yeah, it wasn't uncertainty a good time. Yeah. in the history of like the world right. than when I started this company. So that that stuff, like I, I completely ignore. Oh, that's outside noise stuff to me. Yeah, there's always t- ways to make money in the mortgage business. There's I mean, so many. Yeah, right. There's so many different loan officers out there. Yeah. And if they really think a recession is coming or they really think the housing market's going to crash, well, they're going to need to sell twice as much. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to do that without automation. Right. Yeah. And just to speak to that real quick, I mean, everyone has equity right now mm-hmm. in the, in the, you know, I, I don't know what, like if you do, do you do refi leads too, or just uh, purchase leads? So uh, we, we are evolving into refi. We've stayed away from it. The reason we stayed away from it is because it brings a very specific type of client, mm. an immediate satisfaction kind of guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. They want, want to know what that lowest rate is. I want results immediately. Right. I need some refis now. I want quick money. Right. What we're trying to do is we're trying to build you a long-term sustainable pipeline. Like I'm sure you've heard business is built through home buyers, right? Yeah. One of the reasons we have our credit repair, because like I said, we eliminate everything below a 640 credit score. Mm-hmm. We don't just throw those leads in the trash. Oh, those well, go get credit. What we do is redirect them to credit repair, gotcha. fix their credit and bring the lead back to the broker once the credit is repaired. So, you know, you've heard, uh, uh, long-term sustainable business is built through home buyers. Right. But if you fix their credit first and oh, then loyal. help them move into a they're home, yeah. they're ambassadors for life. Yeah. Right. They're so like, Johnny so, did a great deal for me. He fixed my credit. Then he got me. Right. House. Exactly. And then they tell all their friends at the barbecue and they just, you know, right. It's, it's kind of how I built my business. I started in subprime and, and I loved it because these pe- a lot of people, you know, like you said, most people are good and honest and you know, some people just bad things happen to good people. Like they just, had whatever it was, whatever reason, a blip in their life or a divorce or a, you know, sick kid or a family member. And it just, their credit went to shit. Cause they didn't, they didn't want to focus I'm one, on I'm that. One right? of those yeah. People. yeah. I mean, I had issues in my life too. So I think, uh, if you help those people, like you said, you build a pipeline, you build a res- residual business, you build ambassadors that, that come back to you, right? you know? So good on you for that, man. Um, so what, uh, so you keep telling us you, you get these these leads. You guarantee the 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 calls, right? So we'll actually follow up with each lead twenty times over the course of ninety days. So we'll follow up with them twenty times, twenty times over the course of ninety days, and then less gradually for up to a year. Okay. So we'll follow up with them via text message, voicemail, email, uh, and then of course we'll actually have a live person actively dialing on your lead list every day, trying to book appointments for you. So the way I explain it to people, I'm like, hey man, like, all right, so twenty times over the course of ninety days, we're giving you a hundred leads a month. Okay, if I gave you 100 leads a month and you wanted to match that production, mm-hmm. I do the math for people or reverse engineer it for them. You would have to make 6,000 phone calls Jeez. to match that type of production. Yeah. So it's almost like having five or six junior loan officers working under you that are you know, uh, following up with leads, mm-hmm. trying to set up appointments for you, trying to set up deals. And you know, like I asked them, like, how long do you think it would take you? How many years do you think it would take you to get to a point where you would have five or six people looking up, uh, working under you? Yeah. And everybody's like, that are reliable, oh, that show up, that you don't have to babysit, that you don't have to hear, oh, my grandma's in town, I can't be here. My, right. you know, I slept in, overslept in, get the alarm, you know, whatever. Right. It's a those, pain in the butt. All those benefits. And it's a pain in the butt to get there, right? You yeah. got to close enough loans to pay all their salaries. Yeah. So with us, it's like a cheat code. You, you essentially leapfrog mm-hmm. all the growing pains to getting to starting where you have a point to, where you could have five or six junior loan officers working under you and you don't have to pay any of their salaries. It's essentially outsourcing and the best sor- kind of outsourcing. Right. And, and bringing in to bring in business. So mm-hmm. how'd you get the idea to do this? Like what caused you to want to start this particular company? So 
I have a core group of friends. There's like 20 of us in, in Scottsdale. And I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. 75% of them are, are mortgage uh, loan officers or brokers. <laughs> they try to get you in the business? Well, no. They, you know, they're talking about their leads. They're complaining about it, Like, oh, man, these leads aren't exclusive. Like, I'm like, well, there's a really easy solution to that. By the way, our leads are all exclusive. Um, okay. That's so, key. That's actually key. Absolutely. So, you know, they're talking to me about like speed to lead. And like, I'm like, they're paying for the software. I'm like, you could just make your own funnel and have your own exclusive leads. Yeah. And then we've evolved into, you know, a much different type of company. We used to just sell you a name and a phone number like Zillow and just be mm -hmm. like, hey, good luck, man. Go call these leads. We quickly realized, you know, we can't force these loan officers to make these calls. Right. They're busy. And if they're not making the calls, they're not going to get these deals, right? No. And then they're making it and the guy might be dropping his kid off at camp or school or whatever right. and then you can't really talk and it's not a good time right so you're making a you guys make an appointment right to then speak when everyone's got time the whole right the whole idea of it is to completely and i you know this is in our demo it's like hey we will completely change the dynamic of the conversations that you're used to having right mm -hmm. uh, most people are used to getting the phone uh, hung up on them if they're if yeah. they're cold calling or even live transfers it's always like you got a minute yeah just a minute. minute. It's only yeah, ten minutes, please. Like and you're trying to keep them on the phone and mm -hmm. build that rapport, like all that stuff. When you schedule an appointment with somebody who, you know, one has requested to speak to you, not the other way around. Right. It completely changes the power. Yeah. You're no longer a salesperson. You're a consultant. You're a, it's more of a doctor patient conversation. Interesting. Which is what we're going for, right? Yeah, that's way. You better. know, the, these people uh, were clicked on it. Were interested enough to click on an ad fill out a 12 question survey mm -hmm. and then take it a step further and schedule an appointment with you. That's all you could ask for. Right. 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 That's great. So, so it sounds like you guys are having a lot of success doing it. I mean, I think your, your mortgage marketing company is rated by New York times. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so I was, yeah, we were recently featured in New York weekly. Um, the reason is because we're getting some, some of our clients over a 500% ROI. That's huge. And New York Weekly had put me in, I think I'm number 31 in like 40 under 40 uh, for New York Weekly. But we've been getting a ton of press. I mean, we're in Yahoo Finance, Market Watch. Mm -hmm. uh, Tech Times just did an article about us. Uh, and I there, there's kind of like two components to it. One is obviously what we're doing on the mortgage side. But the other thing is like how fast we're growing. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a phenomenon, especially in the agency space. Yep. Like there's guys like... Uh, I don't know if you know who Alex Hermosi is or yeah. like Joel Kaplan. These are guys who like built their marketing marketing agencies very, very quickly. Um, so they have a lot of respect like in, in my ecosystem of mm -hmm. other agency owners who do digital marketing on Facebook and, and YouTube and Google, right? There's like yeah. this ecosystem of all of us and, you know, we help each other with ideas and stuff like that. But those are the two top guys. And right now, from a growth rate perspective, we're, we're blowing past those guys. We already qualify for the Inc. 5000. The mm. only reason we don't is because we haven't been in business two years. Oh, wow. It's like a, the main qualification. But other than that, we'd be right in the middle of the pack. So you obsessed with business? Like, do you just like, I know when I started fund loans, it was, it was like, I was obsessed with it. I worked obsessed. on it nine, 23 hours a day. Like all, sleep one hour, maybe not really one hour, like four hours. Yeah. But always on my phone, making sure everything's going in the office nonstop. Are you like that too with your business? Like, is that how you've grown it so quick? I, I eat, sleep and, and breathe it. And, yep. and I enjoy every second of it. It's fun when you're winning. Yeah. It's fun. It's not even it's a job, a, right? Yeah. Right. It, I don't look at it as a job uh, at all. And, Right. A hundred percent. Um, you know, I always knew I was going to be a, an entrepreneur mm -hmm. I, since I was a kid. This is my, 
third business, I think. I had a, a, a IT recruiting company I started. Mm-hmm. We did okay, but it was very feast or famine. Yeah. Um, you get a deal and then you have to worry about where your next deal is coming from. Mm-hmm. With this, this is a subscription-based business, Yeah. right? So I sleep at night very well and make, make money while sleeping at night because regardless, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a recurring revenue stream that right. we have. So it's about growing that recurring revenue stream and, you know, the power of compounding Mm-hmm. really gets you it really makes it easy to wake up in the morning that's great and especially when you're getting good feedback and people are reordering or staying on um you know and it's working you're seeing the success of it and right. other people like it then you said something earlier you said um eat drink sleep breathe right like I, that i remember a person in my life when i first got in the mortgage business was like if you want to be good at mortgages you got to eat breathe drink sleep mortgages and i was like whoa like i never been you know never been taught that and uh, it kept saying it to me over and over, and I was like, "God, that, that's that's how you succeed." And he's, that's the only way. And then I think that I think that's the only way you do, you know, especially early on, like when you get your career going and you get momentum. I always use the example of like a rocket, right? The rocket uses up most of its fuel on liftoff, right? And then when it gets momentum, it doesn't need as much fuel, and it like gets right. the momentum, and then you're, you know, it's it's going, and uh, you know, that's how it is when you start up a business or when you start up the mortgage business, when you start up getting you know, clients and customers and building everything. You just, then you kind of get it on this, like, you know, you're getting referrals. You've been in the business long enough. People are just calling you back because they, you did a great job. You saved their credit and then you got them in a house and then now they're calling you, telling their neighbors to call you, their sister right. to call you. So, um, that's, that's awesome that you you did that in such a short time. And it makes sense that you were obsessed with it. Um, and you said your friends were all in the mortgage business. Did they ever try to get you to be a loan officer or to cold call for them or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, of course. But now some, now some of them actually work for me. Nice. Uh, yeah, a few of them do. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. You know, you, you know, loan officers—they have big egos. And <laughs> no, I can't, no, couldn't be that way. <laughs> I can't tell you how many clients that I have that are the number one mortgage broker in the country. Really? They all? Well, they all are. They all are, <laughs> yeah. right? There's there's a hundred of them. I right. mean, and it's crazy. That I'm the top mortgage broker in Scottsdale. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I hey, like to stroke their ego as flex well. A little bit and, and fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they were that one week. Right? right, right, and then they, you know, that's their their claim to fame the rest of their life. But yeah, that's yeah. that's what we have. Uh, we got a lot of clients like that. They're always like, "Listen, I know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm the number one mortgage broker in the country." I'm like, "That's great." Let me explain to you like how we like, you know, we still can't target people by income because of the Fair Housing Act. It's illegal. Yeah. Right. Use it as like, you know, leverage to like get something done. It's like we we can't break the law for yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, you could like, I don't know. I wonder if some companies set it up to where they. Well, I guess if you're a consultant, you're going to want to have. The, the number one loan officer in the country be the one talking to the borrower, right? Right. You don't want, you know, your junior talking to that borrower and right. to scrub them because you kind of already did in the beginning a little uh-huh. bit. Um, awesome. So um, what are, like, what are, what, have you had any challenges along the way in COVID? I mean, COVID was a challenge. COVID, COVID was definitely a challenge. Um, I, here, here was my biggest challenge at first. And this is the, um, the challenge that, that I overcame is now the same exact challenge that a lot of my uh, uh, management is facing. Uh, I had trouble, you know, I scaled to 50K a month in 90 days. Okay. Once okay. I got to 50K a month in 90 days. Is that top line revenue or net? That was top line revenue. Okay. Right. Top line. But I was a one man operation. Yeah. You didn't have a lot my, of expenses. I, my expenses were uh, go high level, which was $300 a month. 
and uh, small Facebook ads. Uh, but yeah. th- that was my, you know. Uh, do you do Google ads too? We do. Okay. We do do it. We're, 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 we're diving into that a little bit more. So definitely more so Facebook ads. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and there, there's benefits to both. Yep. Some are better. Like if you're going to do refinance, I recommend Google PPC. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do home buyer, I recommend uh, Facebook. Interesting. So that, that'll get you. Yeah, because, you know, typically people are more likely to um, look up refis in, in Google. If they're going to look up home buyers, they're going to go to Zillow or yeah. Realtor.com or whatever it is, right? So you're um, just talking about challenges. Right. So um, my challenge was um, I, I, I wasn't able to trust um, and, and let go of things. So I tried to do everything myself. Because I didn't trust anybody else to do it, right? Yep. Um, I had a call with uh, this woman who actually is the PR company. She owns the PR company that hooked us up. Oh, cool. Um, I had a, a call with her and because she already had a successful uh, business before this. And she goes, Alex, you have to let go. You have to let go. If you don't let go, you're never going to be able to scale. Right. If you could yeah, find if you're some, doing everything wearing all the hats, you can't right. scale. If, if, and if you could find somebody to do something 70% as good as you, that's a win. They could yeah. learn the other 30%. Right. Right. So being able to let go, automate and delegate. Automate mm-hmm. and delegate. I literally have that on the whiteboard in our office. Automate, automate delegate. Delegate. I tell all of our guys, how can I make, like, I, I think I'm the only CEO in, in the country that offers this to his workers. I'm like, do you need an assistant? Mm-hmm. How many assistants do you need? Do you need a VA? What can I do to help you right. automate your job? Right. I want to take things off your plate so you can focus on evolving our, our service delivery, right? Yeah. Not so much catering to clients. What can I do to automate your job? I'm always telling them automate, delegate, automate, delegate, automate, delegate. And right now they're like holding on to it because if it messes up, it's, you know, it's on them. It's their department, right? right. So they're like holding on to it and I'm like, let it go, let it go, let it go. So that's the struggle right now with my management. I'm like, hey, listen, it worked for me. It worked out for me. <laughs> like, yeah. look at what we're doing. Like, you were the delegation. You were the yeah. automation. Look how you've evolved. My cousin Joe, he's the COO of a multi-million dollar company in Lincrest. Before that, he was a physical therapy assistant making 35000 a year. And he started out with me doing Instagram eat re- outreach for $300 a month. Wow. Now he's making close to six figures. In less than like six months, which nice. is like crazy, but that's that's you know obviously as the company grows, mm-hmm. everybody grows. Yeah, and we do that. We, we we can't do that unless we're delegating and passing off responsibilities and automating things, systems and processes. That's the key to scaling. So when when uh, when you start a business, you let's say you're a small broker shop, right? You're you know four or five loan officers or something like that, and and or even less. Maybe it's just you and your you know, your processor and you're trying to grow it. What do you think a, a loan officer, mortgage broker shop could do to scale? You know, I think a lot of us, you know, when we get in, when we, when I started a mortgage company, you, you just want to do everything. Cause it's like, Oh, I could do it better. Or I can do it. You know, if it's going to, if it's going to be, it's up to me kind of attitude. And, but like, what are the first steps that loan you could see? Like, I know you t- talk to loan officers all the time. So like, where are they holding on too much and not so, letting go? Right. So um, I've had conversations with people who are like, yeah, my mentor. And they'll talk about their mentor. And it's like, yeah, my mentor who's 65 years old and a mortgage broker is really successful tells me not to ge- – I don't need lead generation. Mm. It's like, well, he's 65 years old. Yeah, he's, he's earned it. <laughs> he's, he's earned it, right? Like he, he didn't have – access to what you have Facebook 60 years ago exactly so it makes sense that he wouldn't use that right but they still 
kind of hold on to that. I think you know what you need is a robust lead generation system. Uh, so that's to, a good to, to first bring you outsource step. Like like for example, some people are still sending out mailers. Yeah. To get like a one percent conversion, I'm like, what are you? Why would you do that? There's <laughs> so many reads their mail hardly. Right? Yeah, there's so many better options out there. But some people, even my friends who are my age, still send out mailers, and it's because it's a legacy thing. Like, oh well, this works for other. This worked for like mortgage brokers who are more successful now, and mm-hmm. you know the. But it's like, yeah, because <laughs> mailers was the only thing they had back then. Right. You everybody has a phone now. Yeah. A smartphone. You know, like right. it's you're in a completely different ball game than these guys. It's like when Gary Vee says, you know, no one's looking up at the billboards when they're driving. They're looking down at their phones. Right. The phone is the billboard. Right. And they shouldn't be driving. We shouldn't be driving. We're looking at our phones. My son is a huge. Dad, put your phone down. You know, it's like it's, it's luckily like I think the younger generations are more scared of that. I'm surprised that he says that, yeah. especially being a younger guy. He, I'm sure I thought he'd understand more. <laughs> no, but like it's dangerous, right? Like and I'm sure he just cares about me, right? But like, you know, people are low. You drive down the freeway, you'll see big truck like trucks, huge semi trucks and they're like holding their phones and you're like, dude, that truck could kill like 100 people right now if he just veered off the wrong I way. I just got in trouble for being on my phone uh, the other day and I, I hate saying this on air. I have a Tesla. So I was, I, I put it in. You know, autopilot? S- autopilot and I'm in the HOV lane and I'm on my phone like this <laughs> and I just get, I hear a beep, beep and it's an officer on a motorcycle and he's like, get off. He's like pissed. Yelled at you. Yelled get at me. I was like, oh, <laughs> You know, sorry <laughs> sorry you know well but, i mean i think with autopilots it's going to be that way right even more like right. the, the trend is that in what five or so years maybe 10 years there'll be most cars will be electric with some right. sort of auto automation oh yeah so if you can if people are doing that now i mean who knows they'll be on vr you don't even be looking at the road that'd be wild <laughs> right they'll be in the back and it'll be like an uber driving them yeah they're, and they're not out- gonna be looking out at it's sad because, you know, like, look, and spe- I just listened to a Joe Rogan podcast where the guy was like, people are podcast. losing their eyesight because they're staring at screens all day. But, like, if you just go out for five minutes a day or even five minutes, no, so I think it's five minutes every half an hour you're on the phone and look out and look at trees or look at other things, it'll just, it'll save your eyes. Like, your eyes won't go bad. Interesting. And so, like, you know. I always point, love Rogan is, bro science. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Well, he brings on good, smart Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, he always, yeah, it's funny. But back to your point, people are not looking at, at billboards. They're not looking at other things. They're not looking at mail. They're not looking at, I mean, it's all now, it's all social media. Right. And the new TV is is that. Like, 100%. I don't even think, my teenagers don't even like to watch TV unless it's, you know, a certain show or something like that. But they won't watch regular TV with commercials. All I watch is sports. That's yeah. it. Football. Yeah. Basketball. Sports is probably the last stronghold, right, for any kind of TV. A hundred percent. And and now you could just stream it. I went on the other day. I was in uh, Tulum. Brought my whole family there. Um, I, I had to watch the Nets game. You know, nice. you know, I'm from New Jersey. I had to watch the. Well, now they're in Brooklyn. But I I went on NBA.com and and streamed it for like I got a day pass for like a dollar on my phone. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now everything. So you don't even need it. You I don't even need it. No, it's a dying like you said with the radio. It's it's the radio of the of the you know of now. So. Right, man. So, uh, what what other ch- so you that's so the what what other challenges have you had? Any other challenges growing this business, or, or maybe let's ask, ask better. So, what challenges have you had to overcome with getting LOs to want to do this? So, you know, 
it, I've never had an LO say, and and again, I don't do demos anymore. I've done your team does it, or... right? I but I but I have over two hundred of them under my belt, and every single person that we talk to, they literally, say, I've never heard of anything like this before. This is so different mm-hmm. than anything I've ever heard of, and it's just a matter of can they afford it or not. Mm. Um, you know, our we're a high ticket service. Yeah, we charge uh, anywhere. The, the, our lowest package is four thousand a month. Uh, our normal package is about six thousand a month. So some, that's one four hundred thousand dollar loan at one one hundred basis points. Right. One loan. Right. So if you get one more loan a month. Why, I mean, why would you not do that? Why would you not do it? But, but some people, you know, they, they, they get cold feet. Yeah. Um, you know, some most of the people who, um, well, I love this. You know, if somebody says, like, the first question that we ask on the demo is, have you worked with a lead generation company before? And the reason we ask that is because if they say yes, then we know that that bar has been set so low mm. that we're going to look like rock stars because we do so much more yeah. than these other companies mm-hmm. um, just from a just from a pure effort standpoint you know we try and go above and beyond in, in in that respect we used to have problems of like you know just starting out but one of the challenges was we were uh you know a new company so we didn't have any credibility yeah right so that was uh you know we had to go i had to go out i had to give out business for free to get testimonials mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and that that was a process yeah um i was able to piggyback off of you know i know a gary gary mm-hmm. uh having interest in equity in my old company there's an article in yahoo finance about it nice. i was able to leverage that article and say so hey i've done here. i'm legit yeah. right i i know what i'm obviously i know what i'm doing enough to get the attention of the best marketer in the world right you know I'm, i must be okay at marketing right yeah. jeremy haynes is a mentor of mine he did all of the marketing for grant cardone nice. so uh, we and, and this is uh, i teach this to you know when uh, some people will pay me to like consult for a few hours and I tell, I, I tell them about this thing called authority hijacking. Interesting. Tell me more. Okay. So authority hijacking is when you take, uh, let's say, Jeremy Haynes. I bought his course. I bought his course for like $2,000. That makes him my mentor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So like in mortgage, you know, I'm talking oh, – most people know who Grant Cardone is, right? Yeah. yeah. Grant Cardone – well, now Jeremy is like we're good friends, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm one of his best students. I think I'm like – no, there's one guy who's doing more. He's doing a million. Are you the number one loan officer? In the yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. But from his from his students, I'm like, I think I'm number two, like most successful. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy who's doing double. I'm trying to catch his ass. <laughs> but um, uh, so like like for example, like in my demo, in our demos, it's like, hey, they tell like the first thing they talk about is me. Like nice. this is our CEO, Alex Machuga. He was in New York Weekly's 40 Under 40. Mm-hmm. Um, he was mentored by Jeremy Haynes, who did all the marketing for Grant Cardone. I don't know Grant. Right. But I can still say that Jeremy did all of the marketing for Grant Cardone. Jeremy taught me. Therefore, yeah. we use the same tactics. Yeah. Right. Right. So, like, that's what authority hijacking is. Right. So, we're Got able to it. leverage yeah. those. So, like, for example, I went to uh, Las Vegas with, like I was telling you before, Audi Attar. He's Conor McGregor's manager. Mm-hmm. Right. Being able to use these people into your network, um, I I did him a favor. I uh, I out. You know, I'm, I'm big on like outsourcing value. Before I, I had this company, I'd make money doing like random shit, mm-hmm. random like like jo- like so for like example, odd jobs. Right, like so so I have a, a guy. Uh, his name is Josh Snow. Okay, uh, you, 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 I'm sure you've seen the ads. Uh, it's like this mouthpiece. Yeah. You put it in your mouth, it lights up. Snow teeth whitening. Oh yeah, Snow. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Right, Floyd Mayweather, Gronkowski, all those guys are part owners in it. Josh Snow lives in Scottsdale. He lives in my town. I know that. 
I go to Vegas because um, our friend Frank uh, Hickman is a, a wrestling coach for uh, Israel Adesanya. He's like uh, he's the middleweight champ. Alex Volkanovski, the lightweight champ. Anyways, we go to Vegas with him. We have a blast. All of the guys there, you know, gravitating towards the fighters. Mm-hmm. I'm gravitating towards Adi. Yeah, I, I, there was look- a there was a lot of celebrities there and just important people or you know. People that have influence, right? right? Well, this was this was months and months ago. This is, wasn't the last UFC okay. trip, but but this is how I kind of like got into that kind of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Is you know I start talking business with Adi. We hit it off. He 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 asked me for my number. Um, you know we start we start talking and uh, we keep in touch. You know he'll text me Merry Christmas, Happy oh, Birthday, nice. Congratulations on getting engaged. You know stuff yeah. like that. But um, I realized I got Josh Snow here who owns a one hundred million dollar company, e-commerce. Okay. Josh was getting all these athletes to advertise for his snow teeth whitening. Yeah. Right. And it worked uh, on me. I bought it. <laughs> you bought it. Did you? Yeah. That's I need awesome. a little bit more, but that's so funny. I think I've used it twice, but yeah, you got to use it. I think 20 days or something. Oh, okay. Like got days, it. But yeah. yeah. So, so he's, I see he's advertising to all these celebrities. He lives in my town and I just get back from Vegas with Audi and I'm like, man, let me see what I can do here. Let me see if I could provide value. Mm-hmm. Let me lead with value so he so that he appreciates and values me back. So what I did was I, I noticed that uh, Josh was using all these athletes, and I noticed Audi owns a, a, an agency and represents a ton of athletes, right? Mm-hmm. I knew that Josh was paying an agency to find him those athletes. So I figured, why not cut out the middleman, bring him directly to the source? For Audi, it's a way for him to feed his athletes. Right. And for Josh, he's getting everything wholesale because right. he's going directly to the source. I you just con- added value. Right I there. connected both of them. Mm-hmm. I outsourced the value. I didn't add any value directly, but to Adi, I'm valuable. And mm-hmm. to Josh, I'm valuable. Right. Right. So now, you know, if I need something, I can call them. I don't well, have to take your call because they they'll... know that exactly. there's value in that. Yeah, exactly. And I try and do that all the time. You know, I tell people all the time, like people will say, well, how do I, you know, get into doors and how do I like, you know, provide value if I don't have any, it's like, you don't have to right you don't have to provide any value all you have to do is find the guy who does and then that means you're providing that value yeah right connect to them yep right exactly people don't understand that's not as hard as it as people think there's an art to it and science a little bit but you know i mean you can connect people and people are human right it's pretty easy like with you i i promise you i'll give uh dr pratt a call nice he wrote the book um i don't know if you code to joy it's Mm -hmm. a really like like famous book Mm -hmm. um Hyper success. Uh, I don't know if you know Rob Durdick. Maybe you, you know Rob Durdick. No. No. Uh, maybe I think he does because uh, I mean, we'll have I, to look him when up. When I was we'll a kid, Rob Durdick was a famous skateboarder. He's famous skateboarder, <sighs> but but really successful entrepreneur. Yeah. He attributes all of his success. He goes, man, I got hypnotized by Dr. George Pratt, and my whole life changed it around. He's like, I signed a deal with with uh, a, an endorsement deal for like twenty four million. Like wow. he just completely changed everything around interesting yeah they were saying his career is dying uh they were like we don't want to resign you and then he's like i'm gonna come back in two years and when i do i'm gonna be a completely different person and he was wow he got yeah so everybody swears by this guy i'll have introduce him you, on you the gotta podcast. have him on the podcast yeah because yeah. i mean you know some people get in a rut and they get down and they had their they had their heyday and then they're like how do i reinvent myself especially when the market turns like right now in the mortgage business a lot of people's pipelines are down 40 percent or more because the rates spiked up and there's not a lot of volume. There's not a lot of homes like on the market. So there's just the inventory's down and people are looking skyrocketing. skyrocketing. I just bought a a house in Scottsdale. I think it was, it was, it was like five fifty. 
it's already at like 750. That's crazy. And that's and, not and sustainable. I, and I, right? and I bought it at Thanksgiving, November. That's crazy. Nuts. Yeah, same similar story I have too. Like just it's just you know, a lot of it is the supply and demand, obviously, and then some of it's inflation. And probably a lot of it's inflation because they're just pouring money into the system. You know, that money goes to the top first and trickles down through other ways, but like you know, big, big, huge firms like BlackRock are buying up tons of real estate right now. And they're outbidding homeowners. They're paying cash for, for stuff. You see, you know, all these cash buyers. And so in, in this, in why I, a lot you of know, cash buyers, when I, when I fight for, uh, when I fight, not fight, when I argue with people about, you know, there's going to be a real estate crash. Dah, dah, dah. I'm like, look, people, there's a lot of cash buyers. So if most of these people that are buying these overinflated prices are cash buyers. They're going to buy when it's lower for sure. Well, yeah, but they're also not going to care when the value goes down. They don't have a mortgage. Right. So it's not going to hurt them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then right. they'll just rent it out because rent's going up. Rent's not going to go down. Right. Right. And so, I mean, everyone has equity in 08. Hardly anyone had equity. I mean, they had equity from if they bought it 02 or 03. Right. Then they had some equity in 08. But a lot of the people that were buying in 06, 07, those, those people there in which there were tons of home home purchases because there was so much inventory all those people bought with like not all of them but a lot of them bought with zero down and a lot of them got subprime mortgages there were there were adjusting so they're going from a 228 with a three-year prepayment penalty thanks to ameriquest and other you know crazy uh, subprime companies that were doing these like that was not a good thing you, you put someone in a mortgage for three years or you, a prepayment pen, prepayment penalty for three years but it starts adjusting after the second year up. So their payment goes up. And so there was a lot of people who were stuck in, in loans like that and they had no equity. They couldn't sell, they couldn't refi. And so all they could do is sit on the house and then maybe foreclose or walk away from it. Now we have so much equity. If, if there's a crisis, which there was, there was, and it was tested, there's a lot of forbearances, a lot of people that weren't paying. If it shifts, which it did, you know, the, also the laws change, so they're, they're not foreclosing, but also, you know, people can just sell their house. Right. Sell it. Right. And it'll still make money, right? right. They'll like walk away with hundred grand or whatever. Like if let's say the crisis hit tomorrow and your property went down back to what you paid for or a little bit up, you could still sell it. Right. You'd have a little equity because you you put a little money down, right? I mean, so most people have to put some money down on a house these days. I mean, there's loans I think with like little down, right? Like the Fannie, Freddie and and, and FHAs and right. all the VA right. loans right. and zero down. But I still think the VA loans are all getting, it's sad right now with, the, with what's happening with the market. The v veterans, because they're a veteran and, and you have to have longer appraisals, you have to have, um, and you know, the, those loans are long, they take longer to close. The, um, those are get they're getting bit outbid by these cash buyers, the people with 50% down. Cause if you're a seller and you're, you're like, I'm gonna sell my house, but then you know, a veteran comes along and they have the VA loan and you're like, this is going to take way longer, zero down right. or whatever, or, you know, 2%, they're 3% down. Good. Yeah. They're going to go with the guy that has a half down. I mean, when I was, when, cash. when I was looking for my house, the first house that we were interested in had 31 offers in four hours. It's insane. 31 offers in four hours. And like, obviously the cash offer won, right? Yeah. Cash is king. Cash yeah. is going to win every time. Right. Yeah. It was wild. I, I don't even know how we got our house. It was it was crazy. Luck. I mean, yeah, L luck. I mean, or did we, you cold call them at night? And <laughs> sell them on it. <laughs> I tried. Um, so, Lincrest, are you gonna? Is there anything else you're gonna expand to? Or you, is it? Is it mainly? Gonna so be we're looking at opening up a brokerage um, separately, though. Um, you know, my friend is a is a loan officer. He was like one. I think he was a top three guy at Quicken Loans. 
So I said, look, I don't want to deal with it, but I'll put up the money and the infrastructure and give mm-hmm. you all of the leads that you need. Right. So why not? Right? Yeah. Right. So we're looking at doing that, but really, you know, John, what I want to do is I want to get in and get out. Uh, I, I I want to exit. Uh, you know, that's been my, I'm very clear about that. Yeah. You know, I just want to exit. Build something that has value and then, you know, someone will pay money for it. Right. And we're, we're already doing everything since the beginning. I've built this to sell. Yeah. Uh, we're building IP. Uh, we have this incredible uh, dashboard right now that it literally tells us exactly what percentage. So obviously it's hard to tally that with 130 clients manually. We used to do it manually. Like, all right, think about it. If we're getting 30 appointments a month, or 90 appointments over the course of 90 days, really. Mm-hmm. And we have to tally that every day to see what we're pacing at. That's what we used to do. We used to have to freaking manually count all of those every single day. It would take like four hours a day. Yeah. Um, now, we, we're, we're actually able to get that data in real time. Mm-hmm. I have a whole dashboard. It's really cool. So I feel like I'm on a battleship. It's like the entire United States. And it tells us our client saturation in those states. Mm. How many clients we have in each state. We can tell what percentage we're pacing to goal, how many appointments we need to get to goal, how many days, what we need to average a day wow. in order for it to get KPI to goal. Metrics. Just every single metric that you could possibly think about. Like no other agencies really have that. Yeah. At least the ones that I know of, like that are in my space, none of them have this. It's this really smart guy named Nicholas, man. I don't know how the heck we, we, we got him, but <laughs> he's I mean, he's designing our entire our entire system. We're able to pull this data in real time. I mean, we could literally see any like anything that you could think of mm-hmm. is at the click of a button for me as far as from a data standpoint. So it just helps us with our service delivery, getting that yeah. information in real time, uh, checking, being able to check our lead flow in real time. A- anything we could possibly think of uh, really helps us, obviously, with our service delivery a bunch. That's cute. That's key. So um, what like let's say one of our listeners is a a bigger mortgage company, right? Like they manage lead flow for, for their LOs. Do you guys, um, you know, do, do people hire you for big teams as well? Or is it more just your oh, smaller mom and pop? Yeah, we, we just, so I was so impressed. And I, I, so I have this, uh, this sales guy, uh, his name is Hussein. He used to do HVAC. Top loan officer in the country. No, listen <laughs> to this. He used to do HVAC. No sales experience prior to this job. Okay. He just sold a $40,000 a month deal. Uh, to a company out actually they're in California forget I, I I know his name I don't want to say his name yeah um but uh they're... forty thousand a month so it's like ten LOs or forty thousand a month I think he has like seven LOs on it eight LOs we get them hundred ninety appointments five appointments a month or something like some crazy like that but they're paying us and now because we're getting a huge name in the mortgage industry like there's five hundred thousand mortgage brokers online I look at my videos online. 255,000 views and they're all targeted for MLO. So I know that we're making a name for ourselves yeah. in the industry. People now, when you mention Linkrest, they know who we are. Mm-hmm. They're oh yeah, I've heard of them. And we've only, we're so young, you know, we, yeah, the saturation is really, low, yeah. yeah, right. We've only been around for barely, you know, a year, a year, a little over a year. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, we're only scaling up those ads. We're looking into YouTube for client acquisition, Google PPC for client acquisition, it's growing. So now bigger companies are approaching us. And you know now we're getting $40,000 deals, $20,000 a month deals, mm-hmm. uh, $60,000 a month deals. And 
if it was up to me, I'd rather just work with those bigger companies. Sure. They're, they're easier to manage than the individual mm -hmm. uh, loan officer. Same amount of work. More, Same amount yeah. of work, just more money. So it, it's it, kind of like the jumbo loans. You do ten, two hundred thousand dollar loans, or you could do one two million dollar. Right, and they're yeah. lower maintenance generally. Yeah. Like you know, if, if you're working with a company, there's typically a guy up top who has experience with lead generation companies so he knows what to expect. Yep. The worst clients are the ones who have never had lead generation before and they think that you're going to make pie <laughs> fall from the sky. Right. Uh, with, you make with, me rich. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you know, you still have to do that. I tell people all the time, listen, we can bring these people to you. We can tee them up. You still have to do the work. Yeah. You still have to convince them that now's a good time to move. Right. right? We talked about that earlier, right? So uh, you know, most marketing companies, they don't do any disqualification at all, mm. period. Yeah, it's, no. You get what you get. Yeah. I mean, you right? buy leads or you get, you can put in parameters. You know, I want California. I want this. Right. Right. And you right. get an internet lead, right? It's right. not, it's not like are you, are these people in your office cold calling people to get them interested? Yes. And then once they're interested, they set an appointment. So, so here's how our, our funnel generally works. So they'll, we'll, we'll put an ad out. Um, maybe, and again, I'm just spitballing and I haven't dug in it. I got ads guys now. I haven't dug sure. into the ads in a while. But, um, you know, it'll say something along the lines of new healthcare home program in California makes it easier for nurses and doctors to purchase a home with as little as $8,000 in the bank. Click below to see if you qualify. We say with as little as $8,000 in the bank to weed out the low income people. Right. Now, when we're talking about these programs, we're not talking about government programs. Right. We're talking about our marketing initiatives. Mm -hmm. We're saying, hey, we really respect the work that these healthcare workers have been doing on the front line. We'd love to help them move into a home today. Nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then after they uh, they click below to see if they qualify, they'll be brought to a survey. In that survey, we extract all the pertinent information that the loan officer needs. So it's uh, not like a mini app. You'd say it's a quick survey. It's, it's no, but a we positive do, thing. But we do get them to fill out the pre-application form before they speak to you. Okay. So um, so we'll, we'll get their, their credit, their annual household income, how much they're looking to borrow, when they're looking to borrow, if they rent or own. Another cool thing that we added is we ask every single leader if they're working with a realtor or not. So that the loan officer has dual use for those leads. They sure. can leverage these leads. For to realtor get, relation. Yeah, to, to, to make that relationship the realtor. Exactly. Yeah. I tell them all the time, listen, stop asking realtors to get a cup of coffee right. and lead with value, right? Yeah, if, you have, a, if you bring them a lead, they'll, they'll pick up your call. Exactly, right? If you have 75 leads of people who are looking to move next month who don't have a realtor, that's of value to them. They're going to they're gonna, think the same way, man. That's, right. that's how I started this, this company, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Right. They're going to reciprocate that back to you. So after they fill out that survey, right, two, one of two things are going to happen. They're going to go to a landing page. That landing page is going to say, now the next step is to book a call, right? Yep. They're either going to say, yes, I'd like to schedule a call or mm -hmm. they're not going to answer. If they don't answer, that's okay. Cause we have a ton of follow-up. Nice. We'll follow up. Cause they might be busy at that minute. Right. Whatever, we'll, yeah. we'll follow up with them via text. You'll say, Hey, Hey, uh, this is Ashley from John's office. Uh, we got the results of your quiz. The next, it looks like you qualify for, for some pretty good lo loans or whatever some it is. Some loan options. Right, yeah. some loan options. Uh, I don't know. I'm just the appointment setter though, so don't quote me on that. But the next step is to speak to John. You know, what time would you like to speak to him? Once they say what time would you like to speak to him, we'll get the time. Let's say it's in a week. Uh, we'll call, we usually, it won't, it won't be a week because we only give like a four-day window, right? Yeah, we yeah, yeah. You don't want to hot, be a week. Right? Yeah. Who, um, who are you? Right, exactly. <laughs> people have amnesia quick right Especially exactly on this stuff and we'll reach out to them actually a day before the appointment and we'll say hey listen we know you're talking to john tomorrow if you want the call to go by a little bit faster why don't you go ahead and fill out this form before you speak to mm. them and we'll send them a pre-application link so they can fill out that form before they even speak to the loan officer that's smart that's great so this um what is the success rate of do you know that data where the los are you know you can't control what they say on the phone and you can't you know, give them, you can't give them the exact. Have you ever tried to get an LO to report? 
Yes, I have. It's not easy. Not easy. Try doing it 130 times over. But here's what we do. You would know if they order it back or they stay on with you. Well, here's what I did. What I did was now we offer $1,000 every month to whatever LO closes the most. Oh. To incentivize them to report. That's a good. Because other they just won't. Smart. You know what I mean? They, they just won't do it. You yeah. Know? And you know I would say you know last month our lowest performing guy that reported closed eight percent. Okay. Okay. We, that's eight loans. We go eight. We we base it off the leads because we know you're gonna get a hundred leads every month. Mm-hmm. You could be getting 31, 37 appointments. Like that mm-hmm. number changes, but we always know you're gonna get a hundred. So we base that percentage off. But the you guarantee leads. thirty. We guarantee thirty appointments. But you get you your your goal is a hundred. No, no. So we talk about a different package. No, no. It's the same package, right? So what we're saying is we will generate you a hundred leads and we're going to follow up with all of them. Right. But we're guaranteeing that from those leads, we're going to generate you a minimum of 30 appointments per month. Got it. Really 90 appointments over the course of 90 days. You're still giving them the mini app. You're still giving them the, you know, the, the information that the person was interested. Of course. All and of then that appointments are okay. and we and keep, now now it makes sense and we keep following up with them right it's a snowball effect so yeah. like by definition your first month is always your worst month yeah. if I generate you three leads day one mm-hmm. that means I only have three leads to call on right yeah but when you get to the third month you have an abundance of leads to call on almost it's a too snowball busy. yeah right it's a snowball effect and you know it just gets more and more more and more and more and more we've had people that call us and said like hey no more leads no more yeah you got to like turn this off or like wow. when people leave us they're like. I always ask people why they leave because we're always looking to improve the service. Like sure. the new implementations, the pre-approval, the asking about a realtor, the credit score, like mm-hmm. those were all add-ons because we're trying to make the service better based off the feedback of our clients. So basically what happened was people were like, hey, Alex, this is great. The reason I'm leaving is I'm overwhelmed. I, I talk to these people and then let's say one of them's not ready to move for three months. One of them's not ready to move for six months. And I don't have a way to keep track of when to reach out to these people. So what did we do? We built out a secondary follow-up system now. Now they could literally click and drag. Oh, this person said they're ready in one month. It'll drop them into a one-month cadence, Mm. and it'll have us call them back to reschedule the appointment when they said they were ready. Nice. So we're always – Trying to improve it. Right. We're always trying to evolve. That's how we're staying ahead of the game with everybody else. Most of these mortgage lead generation companies, most of them, all are are kids in their their basement. (laughs) Really? Really? Really, not a lot of them have offices. Like we're working from home in their basement. We have 40, 40 plus employees. Most of these companies, I mean, they're and I know a lot of them. They're guys that are working out of their house. Like they're yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. That's how yeah. I started. But when you're comparing, you know, what company you should go with, which one would you rather go with? The one in an office or, you know, yeah. some guy who's just working at home. Yep. So many people work from home now. Right. It's such a trend. It's mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. You know, there's, I, I try to really keep my finger on the pulse of this because it's, it's interesting. I mean, we're looking for new offices and we, it's like, do we expand? Do we not? Well, and, now's a good time to get an office because you're cheap. Yeah. And, but you know, you wonder like, is it going to go back to people in offices? I know that like there's some mortgage companies that just, I think a lot of, like a lot of people just stayed at the company they worked and, you know, COVID was, they were careful and all that, but they were just still working out of their office because right. they had all their you know, camaraderie and they had just stuff going and, but like, I, yeah, just, it's just, it's an interesting thing to see. Like, so it's okay for brokers or loan officers to be anywhere, right? You don't have to have like your system. You right. just log in online and then you get your leads that way and then mm-hmm. set the appointments. And right. so you have an interface that's like a portal or something or right. So, okay. uh, we have 
kind of like a yeah exactly like a portal a dashboard yeah and we make it really easy for them like i use the same system obviously we have to practice what we preach right so we use mm-hmm. the same system for our client acquisition but i have access to like 40 buttons mm-hmm. they have access to like three we make it very very simple like yeah. dummy proof right to where they don't have to do much the only responsibility of the loan officer is to mark the result of his appointment did they show up or did they not show up right because if he marks it as a no-show what that'll do is that'll trigger a text message. They'll say, "Hey, hey John said, appointment? You, yeah, John said you didn't show up to the call. Is everything okay? You know, yeah. let, let's get you rescheduled." Right. Right. So, you know, that's literally the only responsibility that the MLO has. And Just it's let so us know. So easy to. So easy to do, yeah, right? So easy. But still, some of them don't do it. <laughs> some of them won't mark it. You know, but we tell them mark it within 24 hours so that we could track your pacing. Yeah. We need to be able to track that because this is a 90-day agreement. You know, we so, need to be able to. Right. To keep track of where you are. So then the, the majority of anyone that discontinues their services because they're overwhelmed, is that? That's the that's majority the of the people. Reason? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine having just too many leads and you're just like, I don't. Well, we thought about like lowering the amount of appointments. Like, all right, like we'll get you 20. You well, know, but we, what if they just pa- can they just pause it? Yeah, they pa- right. Well, they, they pause. Do that more, they, yeah. they pause and they, they 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 leave, but they pause. Right? They come and back. And then you don't charge them that same fee. During of course that time. not. Yeah, no, no. that's smart. Yeah, because you because you want to be able to trickle that back on. You know, right. As soon as you can, or better yet, scale and get more loan officers. Right. Right. <laughs> to take the loans. We've had people do that. I mean, that's you probably know? the best way. If I was starting a retail shop, that's the best. I mean, that's. The I best have a way really cool story. Um, there's this woman. So I go over uh, my my um, director of uh, service. His name is Andres. So I went over to his house because he moved into my old apartment. So I had to pick up a um, mail, and I go into his house. He goes, Alex, I got someone for you to meet. And I'm looking around. I'm like, there's nobody in here. <laughs> He's on a Zoom call with this lady. <laughs> she goes on the. Uh, I, I get. I go. What? Like, who's this? I assume it's one of our clients. This lady goes, Alex. She goes, I've been waiting to speak to you. She goes, I wanted to speak to you for so long. She starts crying. Get this. Her parents lost their house. Okay, they were living out in a boat here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. She started with our service, right? Mm-hmm. She was with it for for months. She's a mortgage broker. Mortgage broker was able to make like was doing so well with our service that she was able to hire her parents as real estate because her parents are real estate agents. Mm. They all got in business together. Mm-hmm. They bought the house back. <laughs> nice. Wow. It was the most amazing story like that I've ever heard. That's rewarding, right? Oh, those stories. You, I I drove home like I, I called my mom immediately. Yeah, obviously, right? Guess to, what I did? Guess mom. You, right, right, exactly. But that That's stuff the story makes it moms worth be it. Proud of, yeah. Right, and that stuff makes it worth it. Just knowing that we're we we're, we're and you know it's so like cliche. It's like we're changing lives. It's like we really are. We're yeah. we're, we're at least we're we're gonna we're gonna die trying. You yeah, know? yeah. We really want to make an impact, and it pains me. Like you know, listen, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not some perfect, and I tell people that, yo, we're not going to give Nothing's you closed perfect. loans. This isn't going to work for everybody. Sure. Some people aren't, are, are not, maybe they won't close a deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Or some um, people aren't just and, not qualifiable. Right. They can't, they can't and, get a house. Right. And it truly pains me when somebody's not successful. Um, you know, if one of our clients are not successful, like it pains me because I'm like, because they're like, oh, and of course, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll blame it on us. Right. <laughs> But uh, right, but you know, it's like, hey, listen, I checked your state, and there's seven other loan officers in your state that are getting the same exact leads that are closing 13 loans a yeah. month. Yeah. So you know, and it, that's a tough conversation to have with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, bro, you you kind of suck. Like, <laughs> listen to your calls. You were 
Do you record the calls? Yeah. Okay, so then the manager could go back and listen to them. Or even you, right as an LO, you might be like, well, what did I do wrong on that call? It right. didn't, didn't and, go and we, well. Right, and one of the things, the reason why I'm opening up that brokerage as well, one of the main reasons is because now, because they're getting the same amount of leads, I'm going to be able to take what our loan officers are doing Write out it, a maybe, script. Yeah, make a coachable. Give it to my guy. Give it to give it to our clients to help them be more successful. Nice. We want to open up a conversion academy yeah. for our clients, right? Nice. We want to do everything we can to try and help them close. Like, here's what you need to say, right? Yeah. So we we had um this guy named Cody Richardson, like, you know, and, and it's the same, man, with anything else. Hey, how about in the first five minutes of the call? Why are why are we on this call? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, build rapport. I, Old build rapport. Style. Identify the pains, yeah, and then give them a solution to those pains. Sales one hundred and one. One hundred and one. Yeah. You'd be surprised. These people <laughs> do not do that. What's your name? What's your right? How much do you make? Right. <laughs> you can't build rapport. Then, then the person will never, you know, remember you. They'll never. They'll, you're just transactional. And then there's a, a thousand other loan officers out there who will do that. Yeah, that's you're true. gonna lose that business. Right. So, uh, amazing stuff, dude. Like, so glad you came on here. I think this is very interesting and, and will help a lot of our listeners who are mortgage brokers and probably looking for more leads and looking on to get more big loans. Um, one thing I just wanted to ask is like, you know, what would you leave us with? Do you read any good books, listen to any good podcasts? What can get people excited about, you know, sales and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, for an agency owner, I just read this book, Scale with Speed by my friend, Judge Graham. Judge Graham had two exits. Nice. Like, I think one was like a hundred and something million. He's a mentor of mine. Good book to read. Code to Joy by nice. yep. Dr. George Pratt as well. Um, maximizing your multipliers. For me, I mean, that's more like oriented towards mm -hmm. um, myself and exiting. Um, as far as podcasts goes, I really, really enjoy. And one of the podcasts that got me into marketing is Casey is this kid named Casey Adams. Okay. Uh, I, uh, it's called The Rise of the Young. Nice. And he's had got he's had Dr. George Pratt on it. Okay. He's had Larry King. Wow. Uh, a ton of a ton of uh, successful entrepreneurs before they were successful. Mm -hmm. So you get there in kind of like their their journey while I think it was I've happening. Seen it. it's, yeah. It's, a, it's really good. Yeah. It's really really good. So I, I highly recommend. That. I'm more of a podcast guy than a book reader. I know. I mean, uh, when I had Chris Voss on, he was like, "What books are you reading?" And I'm like, <laughs> and then they, like the way he's like so intense, and I'm just like. Uh, what books have I been? <laughs> I'm like I, I'm more of a podcast guy, you know. Yeah. I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen. But to that's podcasts. because you're an auditory yeah. learner, right. right? Right. And and that's why I tell our sales guys, um, I, any sales guy who consults with me, oh man, I'm not closing that many deals on on the phone. I'm like, that's because you're on the phone, buddy. Yeah. There's visual learners, auditory learners, kinesthetic learners. A demo. Learn who what kind of learner you are. Right. right? And and a de and a demo uh, initiates all three. Yep. Right. So so it's safe. Yep. You know, so that's why I tell even some loan officer, I'm like, go on a Zoom call, man. Yep. That'll help you close. Right. It'll help the trust factor your face to face. Yeah, seeing someone's face, that's actually a good tool to use now. It's everyone has it downloaded on their computer and it's, it's easy. It's so easy. Yeah, your FaceTime or whatever. You know, right. set up appointment. So um, I think we're out of time. Uh, but Alex, how do we find you? How do my listeners find you? They want to sign up with Lincrest. Like what, what's the next step? Yeah, you would go to uh, www.lincrestmedia.com. That's L Y N crest like the toothpaste yep media.com um or you could reach out to me directly my email is just alex at at Lincrest media or follow me on instagram uh cool. my instagram is al chapo nice. one uh, we'll post the number it on one the, on the youtube link yeah 
Sounds good, man. Awesome. Thanks awesome. for coming on. It's been amazing. Appreciate yep. you. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe and subscribe. also like, share. If you like, if you like our stuff, please share it with your friends, your co-mortgage uh, loan officers, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Thanks for listening.